Welcome to the Dirt on Turf podcast. I'm your host, Chris Toppings. Today we have an amazing guest. First, let's hear from our sponsors. Netting professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Netting professionals specialize in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom nettings for backstops, batting cages, dugouts, scoreboards, overhead netting, barrier netting, sideline netting, golf course netting, and much more. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, dugout cubbies, and more. Netting Professionals continues to provide quality products and services to many recreational, high school, college, and professional fields, facilities, courses, and stadiums throughout the country. Netting Professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. Agstone is focused on providing its customers with more than just a great product. Offering a surprisingly affordable full course wedding agent that is 98% biodegradable, reduces LDS, increases nitrogen uptake, and has no burn potential. One chemistry, multiple benefits. Agstone stays with you every step of the way, helping analyze and maximize potential through our products, technical knowledge, and customer support. To get more information, visit www.ag-stone.com, www.ag-stone.com, or email sales at agstone.com, and ag-stone.com. Benchmark Tool and Supply was founded over 15 years ago and have established themselves as experts in the GPS construction industry ever since. They're excited to bring their expertise into the sports turf management and landscaping world. Their recent partnership with ABI has allowed them to bring that knowledge into an industry that has seen the rapid adoption of GPS and automation technology. The ABI Force Z23 is an all-in-one field groomer and landscaper's dream tool. The ability to bring laser precision to ball field grading is changing the way the game is played at every level. When it comes time to step up your turf maintenance and line marking, Turn to the GPS pros who have years of experience helping experts get the job done right the first time. Call Benchmark Tool and Supply today at 866-342-7665. Welcome to the Dirt on Turf podcast. I'm your host, Chris Toppings. Today we have Chris May from Georgia Tech Athletics. Uh, Welcome, Chris. Good to have you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. Uh, excited to do this. Yes, sir. Give all the listeners an introduction of yourself, uh, you know, a brief background. Yeah, no. Uh, so I'm Chris. I've been here at Georgia Tech for the past 10 years. Uh, I started here as the uh, baseball field manager slash assistant sports turf manager. Uh, John DeWitt, who's now at Alabama, hired me. Um, before that, I was at Mercer University down in Macon, uh, Georgia for about five years. And then prior to that, I was the assistant uh, turf manager at Florida Atlantic. Um, And that's kind of where I got, you know, got started. And uh, I did do a brief stint in field construction for a while in the beginning. And a lot, um, you know, like a lot of other turf managers, you know, I worked in uh, at a golf course during high school, so um, kind of 
kind of polish myself up doing that. Yeah, awesome. Uh, where and uh, where did you where did you uh, do your uh, education? So I never finished school. Um, I went to a local college here, like a community college. I thought I was going to be a chef at the time, and wow. I kind of fell into this. Um, my dad was a booster club president at a high school here for their baseball team. And, um, you know, they were doing some field work um, there at the uh, school. And he talked to the guy that was uh, running the company and was like, hey, my kid needs a job. Can you help him out? And the guy hired me and kind of went from there, um, you know, but I always kind of, you know, knew this could be a path possibly. Um, I grew up in sports. My dad's always been in sporting goods. And, um, you know, got to do a lot of cool st stuff as a kid, you know, World Series, Super Bowls, you name it. But, uh, you know, when we, uh, in 95, the All-Star game was a ballpark in Arlington. And um, I was able to go with my father there and, and be on the field and everything during Home Run Derby. And um, at that point, you know, I kind of was like, man, this is uh, pretty insane. This is pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I fell into it. Um, and like I said, I started field construction originally after working on a golf course and um, learned that side of it. So that's a unique, you know, thing, you know, start in field construction, then move more into turf management. So, you know, you kind of know the business from both sides, which has really helped me during my career. Right. Um, well, kind of speaking on that, like, did you have a specific mentor? Maybe that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've had a few, um, you know, probably the biggest one, though, in my career has been John DeWitt, who is at Bama now. Uh, he was my boss for five years here. And, you know, when you're young, I think I started here at 27. You think you know everything and you think you're good. But until you meet a guy like Pat that's that organized and on top of his game, you, you realize real quick, you're like, man, I don't know anything. And uh, he really showed me the ins and outs of the business, showed me, you know, what a quality product truly is, the difference between an A and an A plus, which I think, you know, obviously no one else understands other than us turf managers, the ones out there grinding, um, you know, but it's still one of those things to where it's, you know, hey, th at the end of the day, we're doing this for ourselves as much as we're doing it for the teams and for the athletes. And, uh, you know, an A plus is where we want to be. And, and he showed me that he guided me through that. And, um, you know, but other guys, Jesse Pritchard at University of Virginia, I actually, when I did work with a field construction company, I worked with him there and we've had a friendship now for shoot since 2003. So we're, we're almost at 20 years there and he's been very successful and he probably does more or less than a lot of guys, uh, up there, but, um, you know, and then when I was at Florida Atlantic, Ken Zerniak, who is a Tom, Tom Burns' disciple kind of kind of uh, led the way for me on some things, taught me work ethic, you know, and that's really big in our industry and, you know, showed, you know, and showed me the ropes and taught me, you know, never stop trying to learn. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had Tom Burns on uh, on here before. He's the, he's the, he's a book of knowledge for sure. Oh, yes, he is. He is. And I like it because it's a lot of it's old school. So, um, and I think sometimes, you know, uh, if the wheel's not broken, you know, let's not fix it here, you know, right. so. Well, give everybody a breakdown of your current position. So, yes, I'm the uh, director of athletic grounds here at Georgia Tech, and it's very unique here. Um, I, I would compare, you know, us more to like managing pro facilities than college because of our location. We're smack dab in the middle of midtown Atlanta. Um, so, you know, it's all eyes are on you because, you know, I got the Coke world headquarters. I got Turner broadcasting on this side. Everybody's always looking at you. And, um, so that, that creates its own challenges, but I have uh, seven acres of sports turf and I have a 14 acre golf facility. Uh, that's a Tom Fazio design. We spent just, I think it was 14 million on that facility, uh, about four years ago. It's got seven greens, Tiff Eagle. Um, so that's a challenge in its own on top of the other stuff, but we keep two full-time guys over there and bring in help when needed. Um, but, you know, we're, we're really big here on external events due to our location. So, um, you know, we've done everything from hosting Atlanta United's inaugural season concerts, um, you know, photo shoots, 
commercials. There's a commercial on TV right now. I think it's for Invesco. I didn't even know they shot it on the football field. So, um, you know, we, we have a lot of challenges. You know, uh, I, I also manage all of our landscapes around the facilities. We use an outside contractor for that, but still it's on me. Um, but, you know, uh, it's just a different situation here. Um, you know, logistics are just so important to what we do. And um, it's that's pretty much my job on a daily basis is just to make sure everything's in place for my crew to be successful. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff I got to filter out for them. And uh, that's a big part of what I do and just, you know, making sure the product's here because, you know, like some of the pro guys would probably say, like, I saw you've had turn hour on the show. Uh, you know, it, it's not easy getting a pallet of fertilizer in the middle of downtown. You know, I got it. There's been times where I've had to lead an 18 wheeler in off of 75, 85 exit. Um, you know, my boss makes fun of me because I got a new John Deere cart that goes 60 miles an hour. And I'm like, man, you got to understand I'm driving through city streets. I got to do this. I got to do that, whatever it takes to make it happen. So it's just unique. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't change it because that challenge alone it can be fun at times, but it just, it just keeps you engaged on a daily basis because we all know that, you know, this can get turned into Groundhog Day, but oh, yeah. being in a location like us, it's, it's, there's never, the day before is never the same. So. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, every day is different. Yep. What is new in your position, like products or something that you'd like to share with the listeners? I mean, anything that's new in your position, um, even if, you know, and it's not limited to products, you know, uh, something you want to share. Yeah. So, you know, I would say for us right now, we just signed a new lease. We went with John Deere. Um, this was a big deal for us. We've always been with Toro, but, um, you know, going through the pandemic, just making sure you can get product on time and everything else just made sense for us. And, you know, our John Deere dealer also supplies a cup cadet. And I've seen all these guys over in Europe using the InfiniCuts. And uh, so we got one of the electric Infinicuts and I think it's a 36 inch. And that's a really great product. We've, we've had a lot of success with. We're using it on the baseball infield and hips. And it just is like the perfect width to put out, you know, the stripes you want on the infield and hips and saves us some time compared to like old Flex 21 Toro model. But, you know, we use that, um, you know, we, 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 have, we have so many toys as I call them, but uh, that, that's really our big new toy that we have. Um, you know, we have, we, this year we also purchased a few new tractors, so that's been nice. But, uh, you know, other than you know, we got a new Wiedemann Verticutter, the one that floats, you've seen mm -hmm. them, they're kind of like the three decks. That thing's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. You know, most of our fields are on 0% grade, so that doesn't really matter, but the spacing's great on it. Um, the detail you can get with it around edges and whatnot. And the adjustment settings on it are really, really awesome. I mean, you can literally turn these knobs in your hand and dial it in. So th those are some of the new things we got going on here as far as equipment. Uh, there's really nothing new as far as my position or job. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what we've got right now that we're excited about. Yeah, well, if you had a warning label, what would yours say? <laughs> uh, I love this question. Maybe proceed with caution. Um, I don't know. I mean, I am what I am. Love me or hate me. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, in this industry, you can get frustrated quickly. And I'm no different than a lot of guys. So, you know, I tell everybody around here, just, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of your current position challenges, like what are some challenges that you deal with? Uh, on a day-to-day -day that like right now well right now being in fall um you know we obviously have fall baseball fall softball and football running at once so that's a challenge in its own i think one of the biggest things that turf managers at college level face including myself would be the juggling act of all the different personalities and coaches you have to deal with on a daily basis it's not like you're sitting in you know major league baseball mls or nfl where you're dealing with a gm a coach or, or, you know, front office staff. I mean, you know, like our football program basically has their own front office, you know, that I got to deal with, with football ops and, and, you know, the media. And, you know, we have an ideation department here that does a lot of, you know, like think tanks type stuff with branding, dealing with them. Um, and then, 
you know, so those things are very challenging and you got to learn to, you know, juggle that correctly, you know, and, and approach each situation, you know, the right way. And, you know, just changing on the fly and having that ability to continue at a fast pace while having these challenges thrown at you. Um, you know, like I said before, logistics is, is a really big deal here. You know, whether it be getting a load of fertilizer or just planning out your day. I mean, you, you know, there's, there's college campuses that have hundreds of acres and they, you know, the baseball field may back up to some woods that they can dump their clippings in or whatnot. Not here. I mean, everything goes in a 20 yard dumpster and I got to coordinate those getting picked up. And um, so those, those things that those aren't necessarily normal for a lot of college guys, but um you know, so th those are all challenges that we face on a daily basis. I mean, and then with COVID, you know, staffing has been a big challenge. Um, over the last 13 months, I've lost eight employees and they've gone on to great jobs. You know, a lot of vacancies have come open and they were all ready to move on. And I mean, and I supported them, every one of them. But, you know, um, one of the things we've seen in the industry has been challenging is pay. And we've taken this time. Uh, during COVID to restructure my entire department. And uh, the main thing's been like, hey, let's provide a livable wage for these guys without having to work 900 hours of overtime a year. And so that's been one of the things we've really been working on. And that's always a challenge for every turf manager. And, you know, just cutting back on the turnover. Um, you know, you see guys move from job to job a lot. And I'm trying to explain to some guys, you know, it's good to show stability in a resume. So, um, you know, we're working on that, you know, so that's always a challenge. And, you know, just the politics of college athletics as well. Like I said, the balancing act with multiple coaches. But, um, you know, those for the most part are the biggest challenges we face. Then you're, uh, you're preaching to the choir about the uh, restructuring things and trying to cut down on turnover. I think uh, uh, I I kind of wish the state of North Carolina would kind of do some of that because where I currently work is a is in the state under the state employee blanket and right. so many things are are so difficult to get changes like that. Which I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, um, you have to make you have to you have to unfortunately you know you're gonna people have, are gonna have to start restructuring things. Um, right. I, I see that transition coming. Uh, our administration's been great through it. I, I, awesome. I report directly to the deputy AD, which, you know, they, they run the operation for the most part, you know, uh, main athletic directors, we all know they they got their plates full and these deputy ADs, you're seeing more of them around the country. You know, they're, they're kind of the operation guy and they wear a lot of hats and reporting directly to him and only having that, that one person in between me and the actual athletic director is a huge deal. And that really helps us because there's nothing that gets lost in translation with that. But from the beginning, when we started losing these employees and, and we've had discussions and I said, look, this is our opportunity. I mean, if we're not going to have anybody here, we might as well use the time wisely. But just like you, we're under the state umbrella. Georgia Tech Athletic Association is a private, but the best way I can put it is they basically rent us from the state. So we still get our benefits and everything else that any other state employee would, but it's unique. I don't know how many states do that, um, but, you know, both us and UGA are run that way. Okay. Pretty neat. Um, what are some of your passions outside your job? I am a huge fly fisherman. Um, awesome. Yeah, so I spend a lot of time right north of, uh, you know, right near Murphy, North Carolina. I, I like to hang out around the Nantahala River been fishing that river almost my whole life. Um, I'm originally from Atlanta, so I, I have the Chattahoochee that runs through here, and a lot of people don't realize that that's one of the biggest, uh, you know, highest stocked per mile river in the country for trout. So I spend a lot of time there, and I literally drive over the river on my way home. It runs right through downtown almost. So that's an easy, you know, on the way home, stop, clear your head, you know, fish for an hour kind of thing, go home and cook dinner which is another big passion. I love cooking. Um, and then one thing I've, I've really always been into, my grandfather raced cars. I'm not oh, the kind man. of guy that wants to go fast, but I'm really big into uh, classic cars, more like I, I have a 95 Land Cruiser that I've been rebuilding for the past year. Um, 
you know, I've had, you name it, Jeep Wranglers, Forerunners, all of them. But, you know, me and my wife really like to spend a lot of time out west during our, our breaks. And, you know, we've done a lot of traveling through all the national parks. And I've become kind of more of an activist for that um, and, and trying to preserve some of those areas. Because, I mean, it's just our country's beautiful. And, you know, a lot of those things are, you know, are at jeopardy right now. And, um, but, yeah, so th those are my passions. Love the outdoors. Probably the reason I like being a turf manager. But uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm not fly fishing, I'm turning wrenches or, you know, cooking a brisket. So oh, nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, what's the best turf grass advice you've ever been given? Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> that, that, the kiss, the old kiss one. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think that one of the biggest deals in our industry is people try to complicate things sometimes. And for me, our goal is to perfect simplicity. Um, you know, we try to keep things as easy as possible. Um, you know, uh, we don't get into a whole lot, whole lot of crazy mowing patterns or anything like that. You know, my idea is, you know, if I'm spending five hours on a mower, then something that week's not getting taken care of, whether it be the mount or edge maintenance or whatnot. I do appreciate all the patterns. I think it's good for our industry to bring awareness that, to that we are more than just grass cutters um, and people are very artistic and uh, they can show that, you know, in their work, which is really cool. There's not a whole lot of places you can do that. But, you know, at the end of the day for us, it's, you know, let's just keep it as simple as possible. We got enough stuff to worry about. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, so continuing education, use of your technology and apps. Um, explain the importance of continuing education from your perspective and to me you can stay informed to me you can never stop learning um, whether it be reading stma magazine going to the conference sitting down with your buddies at the conference and drinking a beer i think i might have learned more at the bar at stma than i've learned in the classroom at stma <laughs> but you get the real world stuff you hear the real issues you know but as far as, you know, technology, you know, you got stuff now, like you see all these different apps you can use and moisture meters and all that. We use the TDR here uh, for that stuff. But then just, I think one of the biggest breakthroughs for a lot of us turf managers has been web-based irrigation. You know, there's no more running back to school and having to change the clock if you get an afternoon thunderstorm pop up on you. So that's nice to get home at night, kind of adjust your schedule uh for the next you know for overnight watering or in the next morning and you know go from there once you kind of got a chance to cool down from the day and collect your thoughts because you know there's nothing worse than leaving and being like man i forgot to change that box and we got bracks at 8 a.m tomorrow so i think that one to me is has been a huge yeah yeah it's crazy the technology that's out there now i mean oh yeah it's insane um a crazy or funny turf story. I know you have. <laughs> I, I got quite a few of these. I got them all written down here. Um, well, I mean, we all. could. We, <laughs> so one of my favorites is my first year that I took over here. I think it was 2016 uh, and I got promoted. We had three games in 13 days to start the football season. And, you know, that's, that'd be nerve wracking for anybody. We went Saturday, Saturday, Thursday. And the Thursday night game was versus Clemson, Skycam, you name it. They had it out here, all eyes on you kind of thing. And, you know, after going through two games and you want to, you know, put your best foot forward, especially when you're the new guy, you know, you're pretty stressed out and tired at that point. But uh, I remember Paul Johnson, our old head football coach, and I had a great relationship. And before the game, he was sitting. He used to come and sit on the sideline uh, and just watch warm-ups and whatnot. And I went and sat down next to him. And he goes, what do I need to know about the field? I go, stay off the 50. What do you mean stay off the 50? I was like, please do not get on that GT. And he goes, why? And I go, there's nothing but paint there. You know, there's nothing under it. And uh, he's like, well, Chris, if it was that easy, we would do it all the time. You know, and I – that always stuck with me. And I thought that was kind of funny, but, um, yeah. you know, and then, you know, we've had, we were doing the Rolling Stones. I think it was 2015. We did the concert here and we were all working random jobs. You know, none of us really knew what we were doing from the grounds crew. Um, and one of our jobs was we, you know, all the seating on the field 
had signage, you know, for sections and rows and whatnot. And when the lights went out, we were told, hey, you got to go collect all the signage. Well, they were on metal bases. And we got back to the, uh, to our, uh, to like where our paint room is to put all the signs up. And one of the bases was missing. So we're all like, wait, there's a base just sitting out there that someone's going to trip over because it had a stop on it. And so the next thing we know, the whole crew's out there searching for this thing and we're all losing our minds. And all of a sudden the lights go on and there's Mick Jagger and every one of us were like, well, forget that. We're going to enjoy the show now. So, you know, we've, you know, working in turf, there's never a dull moment. We all know that, but, oh, yeah. um, you know, we've, we've always tried to keep things fun here, you know, as hard as everybody works, I think that you got to keep that environment loose um, or you'll create your own issues. But, you know, I mean, even just stupid, simple stuff to where <laughs> the band was throwing away their old uniforms once I'm out fertilizing the baseball field and my old crew goes out, puts these uniforms on, they found in the dumpster and walk out on the field, you know, and I'm like, what are we doing here? But it'll make you smile, make you laugh and enjoy those guys. And, you know, you got to remember at the end of the day, you can't take everything so serious. That's right. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be able to um, not be so, so uptight. Right. For sure. Um, I think you mentioned this earlier, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What did you want to do for a career when you were in high school? What changed that path? Well, so originally I wanted to be an architect. Um, you know, I'm 37. So, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, when I was finishing up school, I graduated in 02. So, you know, a lot of these baseball stadiums were being rebuilt at that time or new stadiums were going up. And I was just fascinated. I think it started with Safeco, which is now with T-Mobile Park. And I just was fascinated by the architecture, thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I had an uncle that was in the construction business. And I, I'm from Atlanta. I thought I was going to come here to Georgia Tech and be an architect. But um, once I realized how hard that kind of was and that it I wasn't that great at math. I was like, yeah, probably not going to be for me. So like I said, yeah, I wanted to be a cook for a while and never really got into that world enough to really understand it. But, um, you know, and then I just fell into turf and I've been in it ever since. Yeah. Um, and architecture, that's a, uh, I mean, you could get into some uh, turf architecture. Yeah, no, no doubt. Soil structure, <laughs> you name it, we can get yeah. into it. Well, what's your proudest accomplishment, personal or professional or both? Um, you know, I think that, you know, we've won some field of year awards here and that's all always been about, you know, the whole crew and the team. I think 2017, what we were able to do with, you know, going through that football season in 16, like I said, we had three games in 13 days. I think it was four games in 21 when it was all said and done, something like that. And you know, getting the field back in shape because I got called in my, my boss's office and he goes, Hey, uh, can we fit a soccer field in Grant, you know, in Bobby Dodd? And I was like, I don't think so. And he goes, well, Arthur Plank needs you to figure that out because the delays down at Mercedes Benz. So going from football season to having to rip out all your artificial sidelines we had, because back then we had a collar around the field, you know, then sodding, um, everything, you know, getting goal mouse ready, you know, which would be where the paint was in the end zone. Um, and just going through all that, I think our last Atlanta United game that summer, we did nine total was like last, I think it was like July 30th or something like that. So then immediately going into fan day, you know, we do like the first weekend of August and then all your fall, you know, your, your early season scrimmages, you know, we do like three of them in the stadium before the football season and then going straight in, you know, to, you know, I think we played, you know, our first two home games, our first two games were at home that year. So just going through that, and we were short-staffed at the time as well at that point. Um, so it, it was tough, and I think, you know, it took the whole crew to make it through. And so winning that award was big for all of us. Uh, I remember, you know, we had put in for it, and uh, we were out painting for the UGA game. So we always play, you know, it's home and away every year, and we play Georgia the weekend of Thanksgiving always. And we're out there killing ourselves. And the next thing I know, I go into my office to order pizza for the crew. And there's the email from Kim Hex saying, you know, congrats on field of the year. And I remember I walked out and I just started screaming at the crew being, being kind of a jerk. And I was like, but that's okay because we just won field of the year. And, you know, it was, 
it was a really fun moment to share with those guys. And, um, you know, I'm, we ended up on stage that was in Fort Worth and they all wore cowboy hats and bolo ties and you name it. I had a bunch of goofballs then. So, um, that was fun. And then, you know, obviously, like I said before, I never finished college. So just kind of overcoming that and working my way up and, you know, running into guys like Jesse and John that I talked about earlier and, you know, these things overcoming kind of that, um, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that as well. Yes, man. What a, what a, what a fun time. What a resume. I mean, just, I mean, not even from that perspective, but just what an experience to experience those different things. I mean, oh, no doubt. Um, so this is going to start leading into some non-turkey questions. Okay. If you could have any job slash position, what would it be? This could be inside or outside the industry. Dream oh, job. This is easy for me. I, I would probably want to be like the director of fly fishing for in product management for Patagonia or like a Sims, something oh. like that. Or just, you know, turning wrenches at an off-road shop would be fun too. So, um, you know, that... You know, those, those those kind of career paths sound fun to me. I'm sure they have their own challenges, though. Everything, you know, grass is always greener, right? Um, but, uh, you know, I, I love being in turf. Uh, you know, I think everybody's put here for a reason. I think I was put here to grow grass, and, you know, that's, that's the world I'm in. So I, I don't, I don't second-guess any of those decisions ever. Um, but obviously, you know, some of those other things we just talked about would really be a blast as well. Oh yeah, the fishing thing is awesome. I, I'm I'm actually a guide here in Eastern North Carolina. I have a nice, nice. I have my captain's license, so I do, uh, you know, saltwater inshore guiding and some offshore as well. Um, so I can definitely understand the passion of uh, fishing, and as well as me and my dad built a '67 Camaro uh, nice. from the ground up. Um, so I definitely understand the 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 gearhead part as well. Um, I'm a, I've always been a gearhead. I'll always be a gearhead. Uh, I can't help it. Um, it's got gasoline in my veins. It's just something that <laughs> I won't ever be able to get rid of. Uh, I know that. Um, so I definitely can understand both of those things. There's something, man. I I love I love working on equipment. I mean, any type of like all of our equipment, like whether it's an overhaul or anything, you know, I just find therapy in it or something. I, I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, you can almost that. get lost in the project sometimes and everything else is just, you know, non-existent anymore. You know, if you're fixing a problem, you can't figure out, you know, it's just your mind's working in a different way and it's almost like a mini vacation for me. Yeah. Um, favorite quote or phrase? kind of always like to look good, feel good, play good. And I think that really translates into turf management as well. You know, um, you know, we're trying to provide a product out there. It's aesthetically pleasing while being safe. And usually a good looking field is a pretty, pretty dang safe field, in my opinion. So mm -hmm. I think that kind of falls in line with that. Um, and then just, you know, like I said, look good, feel good, play good. You know, the athletes, you know, they're in their uni, they're feeling great about themselves. And then when they just walk out, whether it be onto the warning track or out the tunnel at football, you know, they like, it, you know, if the field's right, they're like, Hey, it's game time. Let's roll, you know? So, and I think that we're all a big part of that as turf managers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so here's my, I have two last questions here uh, and then we'll wrap it up with some other, some words of wisdom and things. Uh, if you could pick one meal, what would it be? Favorite meal? Oh man, I like too many things. I'm a big guy. So, uh, I probably want to try some brisket, maybe from Franklin's barbecue out in Austin. That, that sounds pretty good with some collards. Oh man. Yeah. That would be pretty good for me. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty solid choice. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty solid meal. I mean, but there's nothing wrong with a, you know, bone and ribeye either. That, so, uh, that's right. yeah, I'm a meat and potatoes type of guy, but I do enjoy Italian food as well. There's nothing, I mean, homemade lasagna is about as good as it gets. Oh, yeah, it sure, it sure yeah. is. Um, if you wake up tomorrow and you've won the lottery, what's your first thing you do and what's your first non-essential purchase? I'm disappearing. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, I'm going to buy a cabin in the woods and just disappear. Nah, I'd probably, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, it's fun to think about that, but I honestly don't know what I would do sometimes. Probably buy a boat for sure. And then, you know, probably my dream car would be to get a Toyota FJ40, but like the troopy version, which mm-hmm. is the one with the long back on it. You'll see sometimes they're covered in canvas. Those are pretty sweet. Something like that. Um, like I said earlier, my, my grandfather raced cars. He raced Mini Coopers. So I would probably try to track down the Mini that he had and, and buy it as well. Yeah, that's something sentimental for sure. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, well, from the turf side, uh, lastly, some words of wisdom that you'd like to offer for young and upcoming turf professionals. Oh, yeah, no. So I think one of the biggest things, and I didn't realize this until – you know, later on in my career is just enjoy the journey. I mean, it's like, you know, you're going to work on crews and those guys are going to become lifelong friends. And especially when you're young, getting going and you're going to screw around and have a good time. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be many trips to the bar after work or whatnot, but just enjoy that and take time, you know, like I said, just enjoy it. Cause I mean, sooner or later, you're going to be the boss. And once you're the boss, there's no more time for a lot of that. And you, you, and you can't have that relationship with employees if you want to keep some kind of structure. Um, but, you know, that and, you know, network. I mean, don't be scared to come up to somebody at STMA and just introduce yourself. And, you know, I don't care if you're a turf student or, you know, you've been in the industry for four or five years. Like, I'm never going to big league somebody and, and, and not, you know, introduce myself and take a few minutes to talk to them. And I would say that's probably about 99% accurate for the rest of the industry. Um, And, you know, and then also don't be scared to fail. I mean, there's that old saying, well, if you're not burning, you're not learning. I mean, obviously pick the right time of the year to burn something up. But, um, you know, I mean, if you're scared to fail, you're never going to be successful. I mean, you know, we put bluegrass in on our baseball field. I was scared to death, you know, but I thought it was the right decision for us here. And I thought it was the way to combat college baseball and the schedule that we face. Plus, you know, our, our climate here in Atlanta, we're not hot Atlanta as people call us. I mean, our average summertime temps 85 degrees. So, you know, don't be scared for those things. Think outside the box, you know, never be scared to, you know, ask a question or make a comment or whatnot and, and speak your mind and, I know I think another one is just always be listening, take notes, you know, be organized and above all. And I, and I know a lot of people probably say this is be perfect, be professional, present yourself the way that you want to be perceived by the rest of the athletic department, you know, the franchise, whatever you're, you're working for. I mean, if you show up and you look like a bum, you're going to be treated like that, you know? So, um, keep yourself clean cut as best you can. You know, I mean, just, just that presentation. I mean, I think that, you know, we all have this reputation still and we're just grass cutting guys or lawn janitors, you name it. They've called us a hundred different things, but you know, if you look like a professional, you'll be treated like a professional. And uh, I try to, you know, instill that in everybody that works for me. And uh, I try to make sure they have all the gear they need to look right. And, you know, and that's just big for me, you know, just like it goes back to the look good, feel good, play good. You got to do that as a groundskeeper too, you know? So um, that, that's a big, big piece of advice I have. And, you know, I just think that this is hard work and I want the younger generation to know this. It's, it's, it's not all about mowing and painting, you know, I mean, that is a small percentage of what we do. And, you know, don't be scared to take out the trash. And, you know, because there's a lot of us that spend a lot of time doing that, whether it be during a game or cleaning up a dugout and, you know, never think you're too good to do a job, you know? Um, and, and that's just a big one for me. Show up on time. That's another one. Just be there on time, be ready to go. All right. So, well, I got your information from uh, Jeff Stallman, uh, Turfman. Uh, yes yes he's the uh he's the one who you know i was asking him if he had some possible people that he thought would be good candidates and uh he's jumped out there on a on a limb and you know we're all rooting for him i i I think he's got a good product and he's gonna do good but i definitely appreciate him uh helping me find you as a guest 
being able for us to reach out to each other and you know find time to do this for sure yeah no jeff uh, reached out a while back and uh explained his product to me um you know with us having a bluegrass and one of our biggest challenges we've had is there's no side farms near me that grow bluegrass so there's no hgt supplier you know the closest one is like Winstead Turf uh, Farms up in, I think they got a farm in Memphis and Nashville now. Um, but, you know, we've been getting some stuff from Collins Wharf that's up in Maryland. And I mean, you don't even want to know the price of the trucking. So to have a product like that, that we might be able to use and, you know, establish a stand at a rapid rate, you know, even if it's just, you know, during a week where the team's out of town in the spring, that's a big deal to us. Um, I think we got 20 bags from them. I haven't got to put any out yet. We're excited to use it. Fall baseball will be over into next week. So we're definitely going to be experimenting with it. And, you know, I commend him from going all in. I mean, that's what it takes. You know, you can listen to anybody. You watch Shark Tank and all these guys. That's what they always say. Until you go all in, you're not really doing it. And he's definitely going all in right now. And I respect that. Oh, yeah, I do too. I think it's awesome. Um, for sure. Yeah. So what kind of events you got coming up here? I know you're in the middle of football right now. Well, yeah, so, you know, it was the last year was our first year uh, we switched over to synthetic turf field. Um, you know, for us here, you know, we need to generate more funds and money. And just like any athletic department, I think you're seeing that trend more and more, even at the pro level, uh, multi-use venues. And this is a way for us to pump concerts through here and uh, do some other events. I mean, like I said, we're in the middle of downtown Atlanta. We're always getting requests. Um, you know, and plus if we wanted to host soccer or any events like that as well, um, the transition was going to be easier. Um, you know, there's no side and sidelines and having that big bill to float up front. And, you know, so it was like a, I call it kind of a bittersweet thing. You know, it obviously it was horrible to lose that field for us, you know, as groundskeepers, it kind of was depressing, but at the same time, it's funny, like I'm talking to buddies around the country getting ready for games and, you know, the stress they have. And I'm like, kind of like, man, it's just one less thing to worry about now. But, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you always want to put out the safest and best product you can. And, I, you know, there's nothing better than natural grass. But, um, you know, for the situation we're in here, it made sense. Uh, we're landlocked. So like our weight room and everything, uh, you know, weight room for football is in the south end of our stadium. So, you know, they didn't have a place like after doing workouts to come do conditioning or they would get on the field and tear up an end zone or do what, do whatever. So that was a big uh, deciding factor as well from admin is we got to give these guys an area where they can do this work, you know, because the nearest field they could go to is a quarter mile down the road at the practice facility. And, you know, those guys, there's not enough time in the day for them as is, you know, carrying the workload that Georgia Tech brings academically as well. So, uh, you know, it's a top seven school in the world or something like that, public school. It's ridiculous what they're doing here from an academic standpoint. And it's like 48% of graduates right now become millionaires. I mean, like, I'm, I'm thinking about enrolling in school and, and taking my chances with that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, so that, like I said, that was bittersweet. So it's been easier. We did do a solid green field. Um, we have a P-Rex machine that we can scrub with and take everything off if needed to to host soccer. We didn't stitch anything in. So we got that going on. We've had a nice little break. We had um, we were away, then went on a bye week, and then we're away this week, and then we'll be back at home. And I think we only have three more home games. Uh, fall baseball is wrapping up. Softball won't be done until probably first week of December. So we're just planning all of our infield renovations, any side work we're going to need to get done. Um, and then we're, we're over at our golf facility. You know, we're prepping for winter. I mean, we're overseeding stuff over there. Obviously, we're overseeding on everything. But, um, you know, getting those ready, getting the greens cleaned up, ready to go through dormancy. And um, so, you know, we got our plates full right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's normal in college. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you have quite the operation going on. That's awesome. I didn't even know about the golf course. That's pretty awesome. I'm going to have to – next time I'm – well, if we go to the World Series, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'm going anyway. So, um, I'll have to come check you out one day for sure. Yeah, you probably don't want to hit there because it's literally in between sky rises. I mean, like, 
and I and I joke because there are a bunch of apartment buildings. I'm like, I'm hoping they're raising rent to look at this thing. Uh, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's in the middle of downtown, and you know, it, it has seven greens, and you can hit driver there. But like I said, you know, I don't know how good you are at golf, but I can't hit driver there. I'm breaking a window. But uh, you know, we've had some really good success with our golf program. You know, you're talking Matt Kuchar and uh, you know all these other guys that have played here, and uh, you know. Most recently, we went back-to-back U.S. Amateur Champions, and they were actually roommates, lived in an apartment overlooking the facility, and they had both of those trophies in there. And I'm like, man, that's an easy way to get girls up there. But, you know, <laughs> hey, come look at our trophies here. we got a whole trophy case. But, um, yeah, so that, that's – it's a pretty cool facility. Like I said, Tom Fazio Design um, – you know, so we got Tiff Grand Fairways, 419 first cut, Royal Soldier second cut. Um, we have one Tiff Tough tee box. We really haven't played around with it a lot, but uh, we put it into experiment with. Um, and, you know, I have two full-time guys over there. And we'll move guys over when we need to for verticutting and whatnot. And we'll use a lot of outside contractors. That's something we've really relied on during COVID with losing staff is working closely with our landscape contractor, actually green season. They're here in Atlanta. Um, one of the owners is an alum and a big, big booster. And he, he, you know, pulled it out of his pocket and said, Hey, here's two full-time guys for right now until you guys get you know back on your feet. We couldn't, we couldn't have gone through the last few months without that, you know, and uh, we're looking at other ways to experiment with some outside work. I think that right now, you know, is hard as it is for everybody to find labor force, you know, if I'll do whatever it takes. So, right. you know, and at the end of the day, it's just one of those things where, you know, like I said, we just do whatever it takes. So. That's right. Well, man, it's been awesome talking to you. Um, uh, if I get that way in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to definitely come and check you out. Oh man, come uh, on by. We'll give you the, we'll give you the grand tour. Yeah, most definitely. Um, but it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I look forward to. Are you going to the national in uh, January? Oh, the conference. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's in Savannah, four-hour drive. We'll be there. So uh, yeah, we're pretty pumped about that. It's gonna be nice to get back with the community of the turfgrass community. You know, that's one of the things I was talking with some buddies around the industry about. It. It's you know, that's our one time a year to kind of little let loose, take a little vacation. You know, sometimes guys will tag on the end of it or on the front half, bring your wife. And um, it really, you know, it was unfortunate we weren't able to do that last year. Um, but I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a great show. Um, Savannah is a great town. I think everybody's going to have a whole lot of fun there. River Street's a good time. So um, I'm pumped about it. Yeah going to be awesome i plan on attending as well so it's going to be i think it's going to be I'm, a good time i'm not looking forward to taking the trolley uh the water taxi back though at 2 a.m you know yeah. <laughs> back and forth from every street you know it's gonna be 40 degrees that might be a little cold but yeah. uh yeah no it'll be a great time yeah for sure well chris again it was good talking to you i appreciate your time um this is going to go out either tonight or in the morning um so okay. i'll be uh, do you have twitter Oh, yeah, I got you. Okay. I'll be sure to get you, uh, uh, tag you in it and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, man, this was good. Anything you need, let me know. Um, you know, like I said, if you come to town, please come by. We'll show you around the place. I think what you're doing is awesome. I hadn't really listened to a lot of these, but I took time today. I listened to Clark's. I listened to John Turnhour's, listened to part of a few others, and I think what you're doing is really cool. And I think anything we can do to promote our industry and promote the professionals in it is a plus. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate it, and I appreciate the support, and uh, we're going to keep grinding away at it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You, so you're in East Carolina? I am. Yeah. How long have you been there? Uh, 13 years. Oh, man. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Man, y'all's football field always looks jam up. Same with baseball. That yeah, I'm, I'm at the uh, club and intramural sports complex, so I don't have to deal with any oh, you don't of have to paint that, that 30-yard monstrosity? Yeah. Uh, no, that, uh, it's great. Yeah, and I don't have to work weekends either, so. 
man, that's that's killer right there. No, it's funny. I just hired my last position, an assistant position, and the guy who's coming from golf, he's a superintendent, and he's like, look, I understand the hours, but, you know, it's nice knowing I'm not going to have to work every weekend of the year. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, I get it. Come on. So, yeah. well, cool. All right, yeah. man, well, I'll be on the lookout for it. Yes, sir. I appreciate your time again, and uh, we'll do it again. Hope I didn't sound like an idiot, so, yeah. No, it was great. <laughs> All righty. Have a good All one, right, man. Yeah, man, we'll see you. Bye. Well, that's it for today's episode. Again, I'm your host, Chris Toppings, with the Dirt on Turf podcast. And before we leave you, let me remind you about netting professionals. It doesn't matter what kind of netting you need, whether it's for a batting cage, a dugout, driving range, backstops, check out netting professionals. Go to their website, www.nettingpros.com, or follow them on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. You don't want to miss out with these people. Give them a call. Let them give you a price. They'll take care of you. Until next week, I'm Chris Toppings. We'll see you then. This segment is brought to you by Turf Men. TurfMend is a patch repair product developed by a former golf course superintendent designed for professional turf managers and homeowners alike to fill in those bare spots or worn areas of turf. TurfMend helps you save time and money by using high quality professional ingredients so you will never end up with weed seed in your repairs. TurfMend is now available in two different formulations. One with USGA specs saying peat moss and grass seed or the second formulation which has Omri listed compost, peat moss and grass seed. Turf Mend is proudly sourced and blended in the USA. Repair the bear with Turf Mend and go to www.turfmend.com for more information. That's www.turfmend.com Dot com and make sure the reference dirt on turf make sure to reference dirt on turf when you place your order to get 10% off repair the bear with turf men be sure to follow us on twitter at dirt turf podcast la, 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 let's pull over i can't hold it we turn the music up Let's play Critter Critter Who is sober enough To take me to To take